Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Let's pretend that I'm going to commit a premeditated murder and the target is my old pal, Bob. But don't fret, dear friend. As the murder is made up, the victim isn't real, and all of this is total bunkum. Do I know where to kill him? Oh, yes. Do I know how to kill him? Meh. And is it 100% foolproof? Not on your Nelly. But that aside, I could easily extinguish Bob's pitiful little existence by attaching his nipple piercings to the national grid, by stapling his lips to a drag racer's exhaust, or by slowly feeding him into a pasta maker, tongue first. And yes, I have given this some serious thought. But the hard part isn't the murder. The real challenge is to get away with it. So across this four-part series, I shall be planning and executing the hypothetical murder of a fictional idiot called Bob. Soon he'll be nothing but dust. I shall be one cakey Eva portrait better off. And you shall keep stum. Right? My name is Michael. I am a murderer. And this is how to get away with murder. Part 3. Murder and Method. Last week, we established that, owing to the complete and utter sadness of Bob's pathetic little life, where the only person he talks to is his shadow, that sitting on a different sofa is his version of taking a vacation, and spicing up his sex life means that sometimes he'll use a different hand, not unlike my own if I'm honest. I have made the momentous decision, based on weeks of research and surveillance, to murder Bob in his small lonely little bedsit on his pizza-speckled sofa, to be precise, as that is where he feels safest, where he is isolated, and more importantly, if he actually left the flat just once in his life, he'd probably die of fresh air overdose, and his neighbours would die of shock. Now, I may be a potential murderer, but I don't want to be responsible for a massacre, do I? Do I? Admittedly, Bob's bedsit may seem like a really dull place to say ta-ta to his existence, given that so many infamous serial killers have upped the stakes in terms of a murder location. Such as Herbert Baumeister, the I-70 strangler, who would lure young men back to his indoor swimming pool, around which he had placed mannequins dressed like they were enjoying a poolside party. Pee-wee Gaskins carted the bodies of his victims around town in a hearse, on the back of which was a bumper sticker which unsubtly read, I hold dead people. Richard Kuklinski, named the Iceman, left a victim's course in an oil drum right outside of a diner where he ordered sandwiches and sat waiting to see how long before anybody noticed. David Ray Parker, the toolbox killer, kitted out and soundproofed a trailer with a torture chair, complete with restraints, tools, torture devices and video playback. Macrae Edwards was a construction worker for Caltrans and buried the bodies of many of his victims over the highways that he would later help to build. Vlado Tanesky reported on many of his own murders in the Macedonian newspaper he worked for and he was only caught when he released information that only the police or the killer would know. 
Bellicus, pickled people in barrels which he stored in his basement. And of course, H.H. H. Holmes converted his Chicago hotel into his very own murder castle by installing trapdoors, soundproof rooms, secret passageways, and even his own execution chambers. Ah, lovely. Now that may seem all very exciting, but there's one teeny tiny problem with each of these murderers. They were all caught, trapped by their own arrogance and imprisoned by their own ego. By overcomplicating such a simple thing as making someone dead, it was impossible for anyone to see either of these deaths as anything other than a murder. And when there's a murder, there was always a murderer. So to get away with Bob's death, I need to make this look like an accident or natural. Now, this isn't going to be easy, as I am dead dirty. I'm a real mucky Mickey McMuckfest and a filthy festering scuzzball of absolute scum. Oh yes, that is a fact. In fact, you are too, genetically speaking. As with the average human being made up of roughly 10 trillion cells and 16% of our bodies being skin, every year we shed about 8 pounds or 3.5 kilos of skin, we lose 27,000 hairs and expel 4,300 litres of sweat. Oh yeah, we are dead dirty. And given that our cells contain DNA which is uniquely coded to each of us, I might as well go to the crime scene and hand the police a business card reading, Hi, I'm Bob's killer. Call me. To avoid that, I need to erase any trace of myself before I go anywhere near Bob's bedsit. There's a few ways I could ensure that I leave no traces of my DNA behind. 1. Scrub every inch of my skin red raw with a rough scouring pad. 2. Tightly wrap my whole body in a thin plastic cling film. 3. Take a swim in a bubbling bath of neat battery acid. 4. Peel off my flesh, boil it in bleach, and stitch the pieces back together. 5. Remove all of my skin in one piece and swap it with someone else's. Which would all be very effective if I actually survived any of these procedures. And besides, although I'd be unable to walk, talk, see or touch, any witness could easily identify Bob's killer as the wailing, dripping, chronically bleeding Frankenmonster who left smoking bits of his fizzing flesh all over the floor and grumbled on endlessly about how he wished he had swapped skin with someone who had a nicer bottom, a six-pack instead of a barrel of blubber, and how he can't go to the loo as technically that means he's touching another man's winkle. Alternatively, there are some simpler options. 1. Shower first. It'll limit the cascade of genetic confetti I would accidentally scatter. And besides, in Bob's last moments alive, wouldn't it be nicer to treat him to the fragrant smell of tropical fruits rather than the pungent whiff of stale bio, pongy pits and rampant toe cheese? If a shower is not readily available for a quick scrub beforehand, I must remember never to ask to use Bob's or his neighbour's shower or to set up a portable shower on his lawn or to ring his doorbell while standing under a broken drainpipe and scrubbing fistfuls of Mr. Matey Bubble into my pits. 2. Clean up after myself. Simply put, I shouldn't be a pig, but neither should I be a prude. So the rule of thumb should be, I won't wipe my shoes on the curtains, my mouth on the sofa, my nose on his bedsheets. And conversely, I shouldn't turn up in a floral tabard, clutching a Henry Hoover and giving the place a once-over, as I'd hate the police to see his bedsit in this state and think it was me. 3. Don't wear anything which is new or mine. Instead, steal someone else's clothes. Or better still, swipe a bag of second-hand crap from outside a charity shop. It'll be old and unwashed, so the police will waste years chasing a corpse who died one week before Bob. Genius! Obviously, it's vital to make sure that these clothes suit me. Not just size-wise, but style-wise. For example, jeans, jumpers and suits are good. Floral dresses, Spider-Man onesies and tutus are bad. 4. 
Limit my DNA and disguise my appearance by rubbing my exposed skin in a high alcohol antibacterial hand gel, wearing latex gloves, hiding my face with a mask and goggles, and if I choose to, wearing a full nuclear hazmat suit as if I've escaped from Chernobyl. Which may seem a tad suspicious, but given the fact that we're in a viral pandemic, this is the new normal. Just to say, if the human race is wiped out and you're listening to this in the future, the virus happened because a Chinese man shagged a bat, ate it, pooped it out, and then fed it to a horse. Or something, I think. To be honest, anything which resembled the truth was abolished in 2016, so we all have no idea. Of course, if I don't want the police to go searching for my DNA, I have one simple way to make sure that they don't. Don't make Bob's death look like a murder. So obviously, him drifting off into the forever sleepy bye-byes is good. But a hatchet to the head and daubing the walls with his entrails is bad. So, given that Bob rarely gets up from the crispy, chocolatey outline of himself on the sofa and leaves the inside of his one-roomed bedsit, how do I get in? There are a few do's and don'ts which I plan to follow. Don't break in, as he only has one window, which is behind his telly, and the only good excuse for bricking his glass is either that I'm a thug, a burglar, or a very enthusiastic double-glazing salesman. Don't drive through his wall and shoot up the place. As showy shit like drive-by shootings are reserved for bandana-wearing dickheads with brains the size of a Nat stamp collection. Don't abseil in and smash through the windows SAS style. As although we all look good wearing black, he may think I'm delivering a box of milk tray chocolates or any one of 1,000 other tenuous references which only British people born before the 1980s will understand. Don't kick down his door and make a witty Arnold Schwarzenegger-style one-liner before killing him. Like, Let's shoot the breeze. Ah, oh, you look dead tired. And, Yeah, I f*** I made. Which probably wasn't his wittiest line, especially to his wife. Don't crawl through the cat flap, as it's too small for my cake-filled chunkage. It'll be too hard to explain, and if I get stuck, it'll leave my bumhole exposed to any passing perverts. And finally, don't pose as an abandoned baby lying in a wicker crib on his doorstep, as he may wish to adopt me, or more likely, he may mistake me for a basket of complimentary garlic bread. Obviously, those were the don'ts, but there are two do's which are absolute doozies. Do check for a key as many people still leave a spare under a mat, a plant pot, or a loose brick. Although they shouldn't, as it invalidates their home insurance. Admittedly, leaving a key somewhere safe is like admitting, I trust myself with everything, except for a tiny piece of shaped metal. I mean, would you leave a spare phone under a rose bush? Emergency credit cards behind the beans at Tesco's? Or perhaps you'd leave your least favorite child at the nursery in case the one that you actually like goes missing. Would you? No, of course you wouldn't. But the keys to all of your worldly possessions? Yeah, that's fine. And finally, I could pose as someone that Bob trusts. Not the postman, the milkman, a charity collector, the Avon lady, a Jehovah's Witness, the Corona fizzy pop man, the Littlewoods football polls person, or anyone else who went door to door many years ago when I still lived in the house. No, there's only one person Bob's door is always open for. The pizza guy. Brilliant. His uniform is a simple red jacket. His name is unknown. His transport is anonymous. His face is disguised by a helmet. His hands are hidden by gloves. The cardboard boxes are easy to steal. The pizzas are easy to buy or make. Many pizza delivery bags are often discarded in the bushes by disgruntled employees. He's a very familiar sight at this address, and Bob definitely won't say no to a free pizza. It was a no-brainer really, wasn't it? That was like luring a faded reality TV star out of a rehab centre by posing as a tabloid hack 
I'm promising that I definitely won't take slightly slutty photos of them, and that I'm only interested in telling their story. But if they spill the beans on a real celeb and flash a bit of tit, butt or chuff to the camera, then their vapid, uninteresting mug will suddenly move from just underneath the crossword puzzle to front-page news. And lo, the Christmas panto rolls will come a-flowing. Hmm, is that really how tabloid media works? Sadly, yes. Anywho, to ensure that I'm not caught for my dastardly crime, I must ask, is there a way to kill Bob, but not actually be in the room when his clogs are forcibly popped and his bucket is firmly kicked? Well, yes. I could use explosives, only I don't own any. I could hire a hitman, only I don't know any. I could launch a nuclear strike on his home, only I seem to have misplaced my membership of Kim Jong-un's apocalyptic boom club. I could pray for a tornado, only I'm not religious, and the worst weather Bob Street ever gets is a mild gust when he's been on the sprouts. I could initiate some gangland violence between Bob and the local crew by telling them that he just cussed their mamas. Except the only gang in Bob's town are the over-80s sewing circle, and although they are very vicious, all of their mamas are probably dead. And I could also engineer a gas explosion, drill a sinkhole under his floor, or reroute the airport's flight path to land on his house. Only I know that I have enough trouble turning my phone to silent when it goes off in a cinema. So although a simpler alternative is to simply accuse him of treason by rudely suggesting that he dared to say that Princess Kate isn't lovely, which is illegal, that Prince Philip isn't a racist, which is untrue, or to dare to claim that he has conclusive proof about Prince Andrew, which we know no one will ever see. So although it may seem safer to not be there when Bob resigns from team life, if I'm not there, How can I be sure that he's actually dead and that I didn't leave behind any incriminating evidence? I can't, so I'll have to witness Bob's death up close and personal. Boo-hoo, boo-hoo. Note to self, buy some popcorn. Right, when's the best time to cark the dozy little bleeder? Bob's sleep pattern is screwed as his body thinks that dawn is when the telly goes on and dusk is when it goes off, which it never does. So although the middle of the night would be the best time to murder most people, as that's when we're usually spark out, dribbling, farting, and dreaming of flushing our bosses down the sewer with the rest of the other little turds, there are a few moments in Bob's day when he's totally absorbed or distracted. Admittedly, when he's asleep, He's as useless and immobile as most British politicians debating a new law which could cripple a pauper, but doesn't affect that MP's expense accounts, second home, or which hooker they plan to bang that night at the taxpayer's expense. Like the shower of shits that many of them are. And yet, when Bob is awake, there's really not a lot going on, to be honest. It's mostly a mouth open, a line of dribble, some food in, some poo out, a grunt, a fart, and a burp. It's all automatic. But there are a few TV moments which can affect his concentration span. Adverts. Nobody watches them, everybody hates them, and the only facts anyone can recall is that children are little brats who only shut up when they're given sugar, that all men are messy buggers who can't wear a white shirt without getting egg or ketchup down it, and that the greatest day of a woman's month is when she leaks an odd blue fluid whilst roller skating. Sports. It's bollocks. Consisting of people either kicking balls, throwing balls, hitting balls, riding shit, driving shit or throwing shit. During which the one with the most money usually wins. Nudity. Bob has an inbuilt radar which can spot boobs, bum or bush from three channel clicks away or as he likes to call it, plot, in inverted commas. In his case, nudity is never gratuitous or rude. In fact, everything you need to know about a character can be expressed when they are getting soapy, slippery or humpy-bumpy. Unless that flesh flash involves a willy, then that is just disgusting. 
Other crap that makes Bob's eyes roll like lottery balls are charity appeals, party political broadcasts, pension adverts offering a free pen or a carriage clock, and of course, the Queen's speech. <laughs> Until the day lovely Princess Kate does it. <sighs> Merry Christmas. So although I would do well to familiarise myself with Bob's TV planner and to work out the timings of when his favourite crap fests either start or stop, including dick detectives, old junk sold for a tenner, nosy gits poking round houses, pet architects, celebrity colonoscopy and useless idiots who will do literally anything because their careers have gone crappy. That aside, the moment he is most alert is when he's waiting for the pizza guy's arrival as having a delivery in 30 minutes or your pizza is free promise on every order. For that agonizing half an hour, Bob is as focused as a cat about to pounce on a fat rat. But once it's delivered, he doesn't give two hoots about anything. Not his life, his home or his health. It's just him, his mouth and a warm slice of floppy dough drenched in tomato, salami, chicken, beef, bacon, sausage, and even something that they also ominously refer to as meat, as well as the world's stretchiest mozzarella. Mmm. And yes, you are sensing a running theme here. So, can I make Bob's death look like an accident? Possibly. But again, I am limited by choice, as Bob is the laziest person who has ever existed. Even his own body has given up, as his belly doesn't rumble, instead it outsources all noises to someone else's stomach. He spent so long lying on one side that the left hand side of his body is technically taller than the right. And he looks so pale and deathly, he has been certified as dead six times. Including once, whilst he was sitting up and talking to the doctor. But there are several accidents even Bob could conceivably have. Those which are out of the question include Drowning Which is impossible, as he doesn't wash, bathe, wipe, or spritz his bits and bumps. So unless the accidental spillage of custard, gravy, or curry sauce counts as a wash, that is out. Electrocution Unlikely, as he never switches anything off, for fear that he'll never be able to switch it back on again. And next to his telly is a bank of backup tellies. They're on all the time, should his reserve telly break. Food poisoning. Not possible, as living on a diet of pure junk, his stomach acids are so caustic, it can dissolve plastics, metals, concrete, and even radioactive waste. It's so toxic, the UK government has been secretly sneaking its stockpile of nuclear waste onto his pizza for years. He could die in a fire, but his skin is so greasy, I'm guessing he's probably inflammable. He could choke on his food, but I doubt that his body would even allow a mouthful of food to go down the wrong hole. And he could be strangled by one of the eight arms of his octopus onesie. But that is just so tragic, I simply couldn't allow it. In terms of a natural death, there's old age. Technically, he's only 40. But then again, like a tree... His true age is measured by the number of rings under his eyes. So if that is the case, he should have been firewood years ago. Decapitation is possible, as a simple act of lifting his head a few inches off the sofa could be so unnatural to his muscles that I don't think his neck would cope with the weight. Exertion isn't an option, as many years ago, scientists actually attempted to measure him. At one point, they thought he was moving, but it turned out he was just gently being eroded by the wind. And death by sex. Obviously, that's how we'd all like to go. But a sex for Bob is a solo hobby. And as he's whittled down what little he had down to a little nub, now it resembles nothing more than one of those little pink rubbers you get at the top of a HB pencil. If I'm brutally honest, I am amazed that he survived this long. So who knows how much longer he'll last? As if his body is made up of 99% factory-produced chemicals, he may be immortal. 
but he isn't. I think we all know where this is going. So let's just whiz through all of the possible ways that I can kill Bob while avoiding anything messy, loud or obvious, such as shooting, stabbing, strangling, beating, bashing, slicing, dicing or mincing. And by mincing, I mean the method of butchery and not the slightly camp walk. So, guessing, I could turn on all the taps in his flat. Only the gas that he naturally produces is much, much worse. Exhaustion. I could turn off all his tellies and watch him panic. A fall. He could die by falling out of bed. Only this time onto a bed of rusty nails, a set of stalagmites made from congealed nose cheese, or a line of rats with spears looking to take over his home. Autoasphyxiation. He could die in a kinky self-pleasure session with stockings on his legs, a tangerine in his gob, a noose around his neck and his knob, and his body hanging from a hook by two nipple piercings. Only how would anyone believe that he found himself sexy when no one else does? I could choose any of these possible options, but they're all still too elaborate, too difficult to set up, and too unbelievable for anyone who finds his body to accept that he died at his own hands which leaves me with one simple option. I become the pizza guy. It's the perfect disguise, the perfect alibi, and the perfect method. I turn up, clutching five free pizzas, for him being such a great customer. And as the perfect poison, which is fine for us, but completely alien and toxic to him, I add a humble salad leaf. A tiny, insignificant sprig of nature full of vitamins and minerals, which I'll discreetly hide under his usual mountain of dead pig shavings, ripped off chicken arms, and cow's eyeballs and anuses mashed into a sausagey paste, all on a thick white wall of stretchy buffalo tit glue. Yummy. It's how he would have wanted to go. Besides, it's so simple that if I do this right, no one will suspect a thing. As Bob's so unhealthy that the Grim Reaper has his heart on text alert. And all it took was a bit of common sense, some research, and an understanding of Bob's routine, strengths, and weaknesses. By next week, Bob will be dead, and that lovely cakey portrait of Eva will be mine. (laughs) Evil laugh. Admittedly, I have buggered this up a bit by putting it out as a weekly podcast. So I'm just going to have to murder all of you to cover my alibi. Sorry about that, folks, but I'm sure you'll understand. It is for a good cause, after all. See you next week. Maybe. When I shall escape. And I hope never to become a suspect. Bye-bye. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to part three of How to Get Away with Murder. This continues for one more week when your regular Murder Mile episodes will return. A big thank you to my new Patreon supporters, who are Christian Treppel, Lisa Yolland, Adele Moll, Elisa Mark, Mandy Belshaw, Damien Ross Murphy, Vanessa Casey, and Yannicka Molland. I thank you all muchly. You may even survive this podcast and a thank you to Christine Mitchell for your very kind donation via the Murder Mile website it's very much appreciated plus a welcome to new listeners and a thank you to regular listeners up next is Extra Mile Murder Mile was research written and performed by myself with the main musical themes written and performed by Eric Stein and John Books of Cult with no name thank you for listening and sleep well Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. 
$45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Let's see how it does. Oh, very windy. Oh, that's... Oh, dear. Very windy today. Should I leave that? <laughs> should, I, should I leave in me saying, oh, very windy today. Very windy today. A cheese and toast for breakfast. And that's not a good thing. I do like cheese and toast. Cheese on toast with mar with uh, marmite underneath. Oh, it's nice. A nice mature bit of cheddar on a nice bit of uh, bread, but with marmite underneath, it's very nice. It, it gives it a bit of a tang. But unfortunately, I think I think it's it's like wheat. I don't think my body's meant to have wheat, and I don't think I'm meant to have cheese either because it makes me very windy. Anyway, there we are. So I've been, <laughs> I've been I've been letting off some blow offs all the way through that that episode just opening up a window whoa how are we all good extra mile time we're back we're back doing this uh which is good uh i'm gonna go and just put on my tea as before the microphone's facing uh a different way so you'll be able to hear things a lot better now i don't because the other way the other time it was round the other way facing the other way now you can probably hear me hey switch light on just making a cup of tea. Why don't you make yourself a cup of tea as well? Treat yourself, have a cuppa. Why not? If you're at work, go into the tea tea room, make yourself a nice tea. Uh, if you're at home, grab yourself something nice. Me, I'm not doing cakes today. I'm having uh, I'm having a McVitie's Club. Ooh, McVitie's Club. Um, it's kind of like a nice shortbready biscuit kind of uh with an orange center and a thick chocolate on the outside although oh so windy oh it's, it's disgusting i've got to live in here i'm gonna open some more windows uh it says mcvitie's club but i'm sure i'm sure people will remember i'm sure it was jacob's club everyone loves the club anyway looks like they've been taken over by mcvitie's Whoa, so oh dear that stinks. <laughs> that stinks that's disgusting Oh dear. Anyway, uh, so uh, tease on. Uh, hope you enjoyed that. That was part three of How to Get Away with Murder. We've got part four next week, and then we're back to the usual episodes to take us up to Christmas Christmas Day. I might do an episode. I might do an episode going out on Christmas Day. I'm not too sure. Anyway, what's going on in the world? Um, um, got Murder Mile Walk starting this Sunday. Obviously, if you're listening to this, this is last Sunday because this is Saturday. I'm recording this on the Saturday before, so uh, looking forward to that. Haven't done one in six months. A little bit nerve-wracking. I think I mentioned this last week. I've been rehearsing quite a lot, so I've done. When I when I sat down and started doing it, I looked at the old script and realised that it's it's changed so much, and I couldn't remember any of it. So I've had to sit down and start plodding through my head to try and remember what it is I bloody say because <laughs> I can't remember. And I did some speed rehearsals as well. I was like, I'd, if you speed, you power through everything you're meant to remember. If you don't leave any gaps in the centre, then it kind of, it forces you to kind of, to, for your subconscious not to, not to worry too much and your subconscious carries you through. So that's really helped. That's helped me find some of the things that I improvised over the years and added in. So that's been good. So I've got that tomorrow to look forward to. Uh, I've even uh, gone against my old thing because for years... I've always said, like, I never meant to start doing the tours. It just kind of happened by accident. Uh, and then I've been using the same book for years. And it's it's got, over the years, it gets gradually worse and worse. It gets tattier. And uh, the papers are all water damaged. I always joke to everyone. I always say, you know, 
um, I would love to get a new book, but I think it's jinxing it. Because if I get a new book, I'll probably, every year I will say to myself, I'll stop doing the walks now. Uh, but I never do. And I, but but when I opened up the book uh, a couple of weeks ago, I looked at it and I was like, oh God, it's so tatty and water damaged and horrible. So I've, I've read, I've made a brand new book and a brand new cover. And then I thought, oh, sod it, I'm going to take the old book and put new pages in. So the old book has new pages now. So, But um, Storm Alex is here at the moment. Um, it doesn't seem too windy, but there's a lot of rain in Britain at the moment. So uh, it's pissing it down today. I've got all the protection around the microphone, so hopefully you can't hear the the rain. It's actually just stopped at the moment, weirdly. Uh, I'm going to switch off my uh, my kettle. Oh, wow. Wow, hot. Um, bit of that stew. Uh, yeah, so it's piddling it down, but, uh, yeah, so I've got to get, so what I've got to do today, I've got to go through all my, my books that I use for the Murderwell, and because they're open at the top, I've got to tape them all shut, because, uh, if you leave a little hole, I noticed this before, like, sometimes I'd leave a little hole in there, and then when it's raining and it's pissing down on the tours, water leaks in, and at the end of the, the tour, I pick up my book and I look, and it's like, it's like, you know, those old goldfish bags you used to get at the fair years ago that had a goldfish in it's like that at the bottom you can see like loads of water going sloshing around so uh i'm going to try and make sure that doesn't happen again uh so that'll be today that'll be good fun i'm looking forward to that um what else has happened uh i've been without my laptop for about five days because last saturday just got the episode out because i'm in an area the area where the internet forgot but no internet here at all it's really annoying or barely any internet so i'd uploaded i managed to upload the episode to acast which is where everything launches from so that was up there but but i needed to get the episode up for for patreon listeners i couldn't get any patreon was being a dick as always patreon can be fucking annoying sometimes uh, and he wouldn't upload anything it was really struggling so i was like right i'm gonna go into town and i went into town i went into my old usual costa <gasps> my little seat was there my little plug socket was there i was very excited wearing my mask and then uh i plugged in my laptop and i was like, I was like oh, there's no there's no power and then my old problem had come back the dc the dc port is shit every time you move it it, a little nudge and it comes apart so i had to take it to my pc boys who were very good but it took them a couple of days to fix which was really annoying so i was without my laptop so i've been doing my research with old faithful laptop which only has a three-hour battery and my ipad which has a keyboard on it and and because i've got no internet i've had my phone out one end window and uh a internet dongle out the other window and one out the back and i've been bouncing off different networks trying to get signals and then jumping onto different laptops to try and get all the different research done. oh it's been a pain in the ass so now it's not but it's good old faithful laptop is back brilliant oh you can't so happy so happy and it's got a super long battery as well like it lasts for like 40 hours which for me is brilliant brilliant Right, cup of tea on the way. Uh, let's do some questions. Let's do some questions and mm, shit. Uh, right, questions, 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 questions. Hope this is all sounding better. I'm still fiddling with the, the setup. I'm, I'm deliberately using these how to get away with murders to fiddle with the setup. Because I can kind of, you know, the sound doesn't need to be great for this. So I can fiddle with it and things can be louder, quieter. And what I'm trying to do is work out my standing position, where I put the microphone. I've got the, the, the sound protector around the microphone facing a kind of an odd way. On top of it is two, um, two kind of big sponges that I'd normally use for washing the boat. But I, I put those on top, the pop filter in front. And then it's, as I mentioned, it's, it's a table on top of a picnic table on top of two shoe boxes. So it's a little bit unsteady, unsteady, but it means what I've realised is now I'm, instead of before, I think I was about this far away from the microphone probably. So, it, and uh, and because it was hunched down, I, I was like, and then the man would go over to the shops like that. Because I, I was hunched, whereas now I realise that because I'm standing up, I can, I can like talk in whole sentences without going, which I'd have to edit out. So hopefully these are easier for me to... Um, edit and also that hopefully they're better for you i can kind of get more projection and have some more fun and actually being this close it doesn't it doesn't pop you know it doesn't peak 
anyway that's boring so let's do some questions uh before i fart again right question number one how many cells are there in the average human body obviously in bob there'd be be more obviously Uh, question number two what percentage of our bodies comprises of skin oh i got burpees now just wind the wind just wants to come out i must have like a special place in my body which is just pure wind just everyone who knows me will be going yeah that's almost certainly true um question number three which serial killer invited his victims back to his swimming pool which was full of mannequins nice question number four which side of bob is taller than the other basically you've got a choice of two there question number five where should you steal clothes from if you're going to commit the perfect murder i think this even even though this is just a a little bit of fun this how to get away with murder i've put a lot of thought into it there's a even if if you look past all of the the little jokes that are in there there's a lot of really careful thought that's gone in there about how you should do things uh so I might one day, I might actually sit down and actually write a proper how to get away with murder. Uh, question six. What is the best disguise to wear for a murder today? That's important today. So if you were going to commit a murder today, what would be the best disguise you would wear today? It's a, I'm not going to give that away. Question seven. Uh, how many hairs do we lose every year? Obviously, uh, some of us have more than others, and I don't have that many. Uh, And question eight, only doing eight questions on this one. How many litres of sweat do we expel a year on average? Right. What are the bollocks have I focusing on? Uh, Oh, uh, uh, cup of tea. Lovely. Um, I might have a little slurp. I'm going to have a little slurp. Here we go. Oh, yeah lovely cup of tea um research is going well for the end of the 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 run so we've got uh we've got 10 uh so there will be six individual episodes all very different uh and then we're going to end on a four-parter which will take us up to christmas day which is going well um all of them are very different episodes as i mentioned before there's kind of a um one of them is based on a a a sem well not famous kind of a semi famous uh uh i almost said muriel then it's memorial muriel let's call it a muriel uh muriel uh a semi you're you're terrible muriel uh it's a a a, a a semi-famous uh memorial so i've looked into that i've looked at there's a different side to the story i want to tell uh there's an uh an old case that's interesting that's about uh not just about a murder, but it's about how a society just goes and just goes absolutely silent when it wants to, uh, which happens quite a lot. Uh, we've got a famous uh, uh, case, uh, but what I've done is I've done a different twist on it. As always, my my kind of rule is um, I try and tell you stories that you've never heard before. That you know, even if you would start googling it, hopefully you won't find much about it, and what you will find will be shite anyway. So I try and find that way but if if you do find stories that i have already told my idea is to try and give you a new spin on it to try and give you something fresh because what's the point in you listening to what's the point in you listening to yet another bloody episode about ted bundy who gives a shit unless that's what i don't get there's so many episodes where like someone goes i'm doing a new true crime podcast my episode one ted bundy and it's like oh you're just gonna recant the same shit from wikipedia or like someone else's podcast that you've listened to and you've stolen their information which i think is an insult to you because your time is valuable it should be spent well rather than just listening to someone ham ham fistedly recant some shite that they don't know anything about so i think which is why i spend a lot of time trying to rethink things and try and find a new perspective on it so this 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 new one the famous case i'm looking forward to that because it features someone it features someone who we've dealt with many times before and it'll make you rethink many of the episodes we've dealt with which would be good uh what else we got uh i can't remember i i I tried this the other day and i forgot what episodes anyway the the uh the uh the the four part is going to be interesting i'm trying to i'm trying to find new ways around this there's not a lot written about this and what there is is not incorrect. So uh, I'm doing a real slog 
through all of the research at the moment to try and get that full party just right. But I think I've got I think I've got a nice angle on it now. I'm I'm, I'm looking forward to all of them. So that's going to take us through until uh, Christmas, and then we're done. And then I will take January. I'm looking forward to this. I will do. Uh, I'm going to do a week of repairing the boat, my annual repairs. Um, I'm hoping to do two weeks of isolation, so then I can hopefully go and see my my dad and my stepmom. Because uh, with everything that's been going on with mum and gran over the last couple of years, I, I kind of realised a couple of weeks ago I haven't seen my dad in two years now. Uh, so that would be nice. Uh, because he's in his 70s and he's got uh, you know, health problems, I don't want to be, I don't want to turn up and go, hey, lovely to see you. I've brought you coronavirus. So I'm going, I'm doing two weeks of isolation. I'm going to make sure that I don't have my tours that week as well. Then I can go and see my dad and then I can come back and do whatever I, I, I could go and live my regular monk-like existence so that'll be good uh what else we got it's getting cold outside um so i've started to wear socks which is good i'm still wearing shorts of course anyone who knows me knows that i will wear shorts right through winter i would like i'll be wearing like a t-shirt and then a thick jumper and then a waterproof and then hat and gloves and thick uh boots and big thick socks but I'll still be wearing my, my shorts I like my legs to be exposed you kind of it helps keep your body temperature just right I think I always find that if I wear trousers I just get too hot so I think you've got to have a little bit of exposure just to just to balance yourself just right so that's me uh and that's that um let's do the answers to the questions I say let's it's just me this isn't just me in my little boat talking to myself like a twat thank god people aren't going past They'll be looking in my window where my new thing is. People can go past in their boats and look in and see me just talking to myself, which I do all day anyway. Right. Answers to the questions. Let's do these. Question one. How many cells are there in the average human body? Uh, There is roughly 10 trillion. Mm, Interesting. Two. What percentage of our bodies are skin? Roughly 16% of our body is skin. Uh, question three. Which serial killer invited his victims back to his swimming pool, full, which was full of mannequins, uh, at acting like they were at a pool party? Uh, that was Herbert Baumeister, who was the I-70 strangler. I think there's actually two I-70 stranglers. It seems to be a, a, a route to avoid. Um... Question four. Which side of Bob is taller than the other? Because he lies on his right. His uh, taller side is his left. Obviously, because he, you know, everything grows upwards. Uh, Although, technically, Bob never sees sunlight, so he probably wouldn't grow. Although, Bob is fictional, so it really doesn't matter. Question five. Uh, Where should you steal clothes from uh, if you're going to commit a murder? Answer. A charity shop. Of course it is. It's a genius idea, isn't it? Because all the bags are left outside the charity shop that night. If you get them before they go into the charity shop, they haven't been washed yet. Because most people won't wash them before they send them to a charity shop. So they'll contain someone else's DNA. You can nick them. No one will know that you nick them. Technically, it's not a crime because the charity shop hasn't taken them yet. So so they're still donations. So you're not committing a crime. Um, and then you can just wear them. You can wear them. And then you can, you know, if if you do dump them at the scene... It'll probably have someone else's DNA on them. It'll probably it'll have a bit of yours, which is why you've got to scrub yourself first, but it'll probably have someone else's. So, and the person who gave them at the charity shop is probably a dead relative, so they'll spend all their time chasing dead people. Genius idea. Obviously, if you're a murderer and you do do that and you say uh, in court, where did you get the idea from? Uh, I'm not too sure whether you should say my name or just just say from the Murder Mile True Crime podcast. That'd be lovely. Yeah, and then and then give the uh, uh, the address as well. Uh, question six: What is the best disguise to wear for a murder today? The stars are tomorrow today. Um, uh, what is the best disguise to wear for a murder today? Well, obviously, it's the disguise we're all wearing at the moment. If you think about it, um, a mask. A year ago, imagine watching, seeing people walking around the streets with masks covering their faces. You'd be like, who is that weirdo? Now it's entirely normal. In fact, not wearing a mask, everyone goes, Ooh, who's that weirdo? Gloves. All, loads of people wearing gloves now. Some people wearing goggles. 
think about it this is kind of like in the middle of a pandemic we've got the perfect kit to commit a murder because all of your identity is hidden you can you can put your hood up if you like you can have gloves on you have different parts of your body concealed it's like it it is it does make me wonder whether it's harder for the police to actually do their job now because if you remember when you go into a bank that you'd always see that sign saying motorcyclists remove your helmets or and the the you know they wouldn't be like people walking in there with uh you know uh baseball caps on or sunglasses it's kind of the Joe a little bit wary whereas now when you think about it everyone's walking around with masks on so uh, and their their face is disguised so it must be really difficult to actually do your job if you're a policeman now to identify who someone is you go what do they look like they're about yay big and wearing a mask great thank you very much uh question seven how many hairs do we lose a year um answer Average person loses uh, about 27,000 hairs a year. Uh, I don't even think I have seven hairs. So, uh, probably on my bum, but... Uh, question eight. Uh, how many litres of sweat do we expel each year? It's a lot. It's 4,300 litres of sweat every year, uh, which is roughly... Um, I was doing the maths on this. It's between 12 and 14 litres a day, if my maths is right on that, which is a lot. Uh, But, and I thought to myself, well, we don't drink that much, but actually most of our fluid we actually get from... um, uh, uh, from actually uh, our food is actually most of where we get uh, most of our liquids from, not actually from what we drink. Uh, Because if you think about it, most, most things we eat are mostly... Uh, water-based which is why which is why they degrade so quickly cool that was interesting right <laughs> that was pfft. right oh can you tell that my energy level has just dropped through the the floor right that's me done i'm done uh i hope you all have a good day stay safe be good be happy as we keep saying do you know peck her up don't worry about stuff because don't forget you there's nothing you can really do about it so just do the things you can do don't worry about the things that you can't do because you've got no control over them so do the things you can do and then enjoy it and say oh i enjoyed doing that i'm gonna drink a tea and i'm gonna have a, a, a jacob's club that i'm gonna call it bollocks to mcvitties i'm gonna call it jacob's club not not mcvitties club right that's me done have yourself a good day be good stay safe lots of love Ta-ta. bye tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.